Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, it's going a little windy, but other than that, pretty good. Yeah, hopefully the, the podcast doesn't pick up too much of that wind noise. But, no, uh, no. It's, it's, I think it's okay. It's been it's been good in our uh, very thorough testing that we do because we are professionals. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, that interesting testing. We uh, turn it on. <laughs> we do. We do. And we're like, hey, we, we hear stuff in the headphones. Cool. It's working. And and we do <laughs> on the other side, though. We do some post-processing. We do, it's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, notice, notice that you said post-processing, not post editing we don't I, I did we don't do editing but yeah we, we do some post-processing clean up that audio a little bit so i did find a um so i just said uh and i say that a lot i found a youtube video about three or four months ago that had a software solution to clean the ums out of your podcast and oh that's cool yeah so as soon as i uh find time to watch it as it's buried now <laughs> uh, very deep the, the one I sent you last night or the night before for the uh, audio solution on the phone, it was uh, like uh, 205 out of 21 or 2200 on my oh, nice. watch later list. Yeah. So, so it was pretty deep in there as well. That's, uh, that sounds awesome because uh, – so our good friend uh, Brandy. I don't even really like beer that much. Of the uh, Unusually Pink podcast fame, uh, she actually used to go – uh, we, we did our recording then in GarageBand, and she would go through in GarageBand, and she would chop out a lot of those, a lot of the kind of dead air that you would get. Um, if, if we were thinking about something in the middle of a sentence or whatnot, uh, she cleaned all that up. So uh, Life's too short for shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. I'm glad she did it, uh, and I didn't. I was just there to be the ear candy, I guess, as it were. She did all the hard work. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, so an automated solution for that would be pretty slick, I think. Good deal, good deal. So, um, how many days is it? We're we're back at the Wessex Farm, by the way. In we our are. in our office, we are. We're in our office, uh, still working on getting the branding up on the building behind us. Uh, there's a we, hey, we, hey, we we have stickers in. We, hey, <laughs> got stickers coming. It's it's long overdue. We've been doing this for. Well, like a year and a half, probably. Yeah, now, a little more, maybe. It's it's been a minute. Uh, and and we've we've hit the big time. I just tweeted a photo before we started here of the huge crowd that's turned out for this live recording of the Same Shade of Difference podcast. The parking lot's getting full up here at the Wessex Farm. It is. I mean, we're an hour before opening, and the the upper parking lot is is easily half full. Now, sadly, they're watching from the top of a hill doing <laughs> yoga. So, um, yeah, they're not actually here for us. I don't think they're just everyone just kind of looked at us weird as we set up all of our shit before they went up the hill. But you, but you know, now they're up there talking about us. Yeah, they're, they're like, What are those guys doing? What are those? Oh, morons they have a podcast, and, and like one out of those uh 27 people <laughs> is going to be a podcast listener, and, and they're gonna That's they're gonna true. come find us and and listen to our podcast for one episode. They will, they will, and they'll probably never come back. But it would be way, it'd be beneficial if when they looked at us and thought, what are these people doing setting up all this audio gear if it just said, you know, same shade of difference podcast on yep. the, the wall right behind you there. But to, to answer your original question, Mark, it is 388 days right wow. now. Yeah. Um, for those keeping track at home, the last time we recorded an episode, it was 381 because this is exactly one week later <laughs> at the Wessex Farm at the exact same table that uh, they're going to start charging us rent for if we keep doing this. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure 
our bar tab covers rent. It it should. It should. Yeah. yeah I, I even got a driver today, we, so I got dropped <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, you got that chauffeur service. I uh, I had to hoof it down here on my own all the way. You know, it's it's rough. You, you should be rubbing that in like I used to rub so, in about my commute. So like, <laughs> you know, I have uh, I have a two minute commute to my uh, car service exactly. when we get done here. <laughs> exactly. John. Yep. So uh, uh, I gotta I gotta drive an hour and fifteen minutes afterwards, but yeah. it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I th- I think when. Um, when things open back up, when the pandemic actually settles down and we're not headed towards this fourth wave that sounds like we're headed towards now, um, I still think uh, you for sure, but you and I will spend a lot of time recording in northern Kentucky uh, because there's so many cool places. Yeah. In fact, uh, this past week we had a – was such a bizarre week with the weather. Um, it was in the 70s on one day and then two days later it was snowing Uh, super bizarre but on tuesday it was really really nice and so i actually went up to madtree in cincinnati for the first time i think since you and i recorded there that one weekend yeah Um, i'm pretty sure that it was your first time back it was the first time yeah i went back there and, and sat outside and they had done kind of a big, um, I, I say tent, but most of it's actually like a metal covering um, that they kind of expanded the roof over that outdoor area a little bit. And they were in the process of taking that down while I was there since it was getting nice. Um, but yeah, great, great outdoor area there. I sat there for, and I got there probably one in the afternoon and worked there until about six when I went home and um, there was not a seated table anywhere around me. Um, it was still pretty pretty quiet for the time being. So. That's nice. I, I know that West Six announced uh, that there's their locations, all of them uh, now have expanded hours. So the farm is open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, cool. Uh, and longer hours um, for Saturday. The Louisville and, and Lexington uh, main breweries are uh, opening at 11 or 12 okay. most days, so there'll be some options there. And then um, I saw that the one place we've talked about recording, and they've got a nice outdoor area, was the uh, Braxton Barrel House. Yep. And uh, so they, uh, as of this week, are opening most days. I maybe, think so. Maybe, maybe Monday and Tuesday or something. They're not. I don't. There was something that struck me as odd, but most days they're opening. I think at noon, so that'll be an option for warm afternoons and things like that as well. Yeah, and the uh, the rooftop is opening back up at the main Braxton location, and it's sort of regular capacity um, instead of this little like igloo things that they had for the winter. So. Um, it'd be nice to get back up on the rooftop again too. They've, as long as they've spaced it out okay up there, um, it should be good. And honestly, I think if you go during like an afternoon, it'll be pretty quiet anyway. Yeah, I, I was thinking like some. Uh, I haven't seen their hours changing. Uh, the, the last I saw, the main Braxton location was still three most weekdays, uh, but Fridays they open at noon. I was thinking some afternoons working up at. Yeah, the no, they did change. Oh, they so, did. So, so they are opening early. But not breakfast early like they used to. Right. So they are, they are opening at eleven or twelve. Okay. Um, we'll look that up and put it in the the show notes. But uh, but yeah, I, I noticed that both West Six and Braxton 
we're making that pivot. Okay. They're still doing all the social distance things sure. and requiring masks and and things like that. And and both of them said that in their announcements. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna blow some minds at Braxton the first time I walk in there, and they're gonna like be ready to look up my order, and I'm like, no, no, no. I actually want to sit on the rooftop, and yeah. you know, the like heads will explode or something. But yeah, it'll be sure. it'll be a good change. <laughs> so um, once again. Because we uh, respect West Six and the farm, we didn't have any uh, West Six beer that we could drink, and so we're drinking coffee and Diet Coke. Uh, actually, so I'm riding the struggle bus this morning uh, because I was going to stop at a coffee place in the town you live in, uh, which I looked up yesterday, and they said they were open. They're going to be closed from the 4th, which, unless I'm having a stroke, is tomorrow uh, through the 12th. The fourth is tomorrow. And so today being the third, they should be open their normal Saturday hours. I go up to the door and the sign says they're closed. So Hmm. I I did not get coffee there this morning. I had some at home, so that's why I'm not like actually raging out like I'm on steroids or something, which would probably be what would happen if I I had no coffee. So that seems like a former world famous developer, Andrew Palumbo, uh, also known as Plums, math. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know if somebody just doesn't know how dates work or, or what's going on, but yeah, they, uh, they were closed this morning and I was like, okay, well there's a McDonald's like just down the road. I'll just grab some coffee there. And they must've been giving stuff away for free or something. Cause the line was around the McDonald's and the gas station that it's connected to. And I was like, I'm, I'm that person where I look at it and I'm like, I have two options right now. I can wait in that line for 20 minutes or I can have nothing. I think I'd rather just have nothing and just keep going. So yeah. I just drove fast. Uh, unlike you, I, I left a little <laughs> earlier, um, but I did wait in that line. Yeah, and it that. was out to the gas pumps around the building. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty nasty. So um, I am drinking some Northern Kentucky tap water today. That's what I have. <laughs> wow. Good vintage. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. All yeah, right, yeah. good deal. So, um, so we had our uh, uh, iPad app uh, discussion last weekend, and we ran out of time to finish our our app. So, uh, we we euphemistically called that the anti productivity episode because those were mostly ways we consume content. Although I think we both argued that. That consumption generates productivity in any number of ways. So, uh, it, yeah, it, it depends. I think on the the, the type of consumption. Uh, the the game that I mentioned on the last episode did release uh, on mm, uh, the 29th, I think, which is Monday. Um, basically, every waking moment that I've not been working, eating, or showering has been spent playing that. So that's not been very productive um unless you count trying to boost my ranking in the game is productive i I have noticed you're a little slower in responding to me on signal yeah there were there was one night you guys were really lighting it up in one of those group chats and i'm like i i'm i'm climbing the ladder i don't have time for this and i just muted the entire thread for like a day just because i didn't know how long it was gonna go um 140 text or something yeah it was like 140 unread messages uh in in signal so yeah it's been uh it's been interesting um 
It's been good though. It's, if, if you couldn't tell, I thought it's super fun. Been having a good time. So, so remind the listeners of of the name of the game. Uh, that is League of Legends: Wild Rift. So the the PC version of the game has been around for forever, probably over a decade now, if I had to guess. Um, to continue to iterate and grow it and improve it and make changes and add characters and that sort of thing. And this is kind of uh, the same kind of core experience, but tweaked a bit to work a bit better on mobile and. Uh, Make it a slightly more user friendly, um, as opposed to how kind of esoteric the regular game can be. But uh, honestly, it's been yeah, crazy, crazy fun. And uh, unlike the regular game, where a game is usually thirty to forty-five minutes, this is usually fifteen to twenty minutes. I think maybe twenty-five was my absolute longest game. So um, even when I take like my uh, my lunch during the day for work, you know, I'll eat something real quick. I'm like, I'm just going to play a game before I go back to work. So yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been really fun. Um, I highly recommend. Uh, and you had anyway. a link for that in the last episode show notes. Um, I don't know if I did or not, but I will well, add one okay. to it. Yeah. yeah. Since good. that uh, has not gone live just yet. So we'll, we'll add it to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fun All time. right. Good deal. So, so the, the two other categories I think we had were, productivity and communication and and so uh we were kind of going down that rabbit hole with uh signal so maybe maybe start there i know we both are uh, big signal users um i had it tied to my google voice account um for the longest time and then switched it over to my uh regular account because there were odd things that were happening i think mm. at some point didn't they say they were getting away from that tying it to a number? Yeah, they've they've been saying that. The problem is that they don't have at the moment a good solution that kind of keeps their core value of of privacy um, in check without forcing you to like create an account or something like that. Um, obviously. It's it's a point of debate if having to make an account that ties it to your email address is more or less private than the phone number uh, and and that sort of thing. But um, so I'm I'm not sure they they want to get away from that just so that you don't have to give someone your phone number in order to message them on Signal. Um, but they've I've not heard anything kind of conclusive about what their plan is for that. I've always thought it was interesting though for a lot of sort of. Um, privacy and security journalists you'll see in the articles that they write um, a lot of the like wired and motherboard journalists will do this they'll say hey you know if you've got if you like work for this company you got something related to this story you'd like to share you know you can send me an email here send me a message on signal at this number and i'm like they've got to do something like google voice or whatnot they can't just post their phone number on the article like that it just defeats the purpose yeah yeah um, so I'll be I'll be curious what they come up with for that because because even though it's encrypted end to end and 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 stored encrypted hashed and all that um, having that referential item of your phone number still allows people that have access to the metadata mm -hmm. about your number to to see data activity and do correlation. There's there's all sorts of of interesting uh, studies out there that have shown how how you can really identify who but who somebody is and what they're doing, even when those transactions are not visible. Yeah, and that's what's given a lot of people heartburn about kind of the um, 
some of the directions that Signal has been going. Um, they changed, I guess, probably a couple of years ago now. They started doing the thing with the uh, the pins that they kind of released in conjunction with the uploading of contact info. Um, they did it to make it slightly more user-friendly that like, I don't have to have a conversation with Mark to know that Mark also uses Signal and let me send Mark a message on Signal so we can communicate that you get those messages now. They're like, hey, this person's on Signal the second that they installed the app because there's that connection between them as a contact and you, um, which does make it more user-friendly, but also then that's just more things that now somebody could potentially, if they got access to that information know that well john knows mark and they maybe are saying stuff on signal we don't know but there's a connection there potentially exactly um, yeah that the it, it's not the data that that exposes you it's the metadata almost right. all the time yep yep so that's that's been interesting I've, I've been glad that at least for the time being there is the option to disable all that which i i do use within signal um I figure generally if somebody that I know starts using it, I'll find out some way or another and it's not a big deal. But um, yeah, just, uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to throw a signal under the bus. I do think they're trying to do the right thing. I think it just showcases how difficult it is to do the right thing within that space and how many considerations you have to, to put into something that seems as innocuous as, well, I want to make it apparent to somebody that when a contact of theirs is also using signal that that's a communication option yeah i uh, i have seen um a number of news articles so so i would um i would say that most of the early and even the biggest population of signal users have been uh libertarian oriented people and liberal oriented people and those are clearly two different things mm -hmm. um but due to the um the attack on the u.s capitol on january 6th and the resulting data bleeds from all the dumbasses <laughs> that filmed themselves uh <laughs> Uh, attacking people and uh, wrecking havoc and posting it on conservative boards and things like that. Um, there was a pretty big influx of conservative folks onto yeah. Signal as well. My my personal sense is that um, Signal is not that sticky because it's hard to get all of your people that you want to have conversations with to to participate mm -hmm. on signal to download the app to, and to set it up and and do that so i think it's still a lot of people had accounts in the signal servers were have were, were riding the struggle bus a little bit there for a while but uh, my i feel like Regardless of, of your ideology, if if all of your people, your friends, your colleagues are not on Signal, then you pretty easily revert back to email and text messages as opposed to Signal where, for you and I, Signal's real sticky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, being in the mindset that I am, I mean, I've used Signal for quite some time where I had one contact on it. And that's how... That person and I would communicate was in Signal, and literally no one else that I knew used it. Um, 
but to your point, yeah, we I, I think we tend to uh, to live in a circle where people are more likely to use it or uh, be berated into using it like Chris, yes. um, you know, where we give them enough shit <laughs> that, <laughs> that they uh, they eventually cave. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think for a lot of people, if if it's not the thing they can use to talk to everybody, they're like, why would I? Why would I bother? I'll just go back to using sms and it's fine or facebook messenger god forbid so what would be the next uh most used app in terms of ipad for you um that's communication related um communication related to be honest i won't go into it because we talked about it last time probably twitter uh which i think of as a communication app um although it's also a consumption app it's kind of in the middle there it is um other than that i would say probably discord uh i do use it a decent bit on the ipad um mostly for i'm I'm in like i don't know a handful of different discord servers that uh, some of them are like the real huge kind of community servers that different groups stand up and then some are just ones that that friends have created and whatnot that see random chatter and that sort of thing but uh yeah, probably Discord, I would say. Um, and they've they've always had a pretty good uh, uh, iPad app, I think. it's It's been pretty solid. Yeah, in fact, I usually use Discord on the iPad when I'm on Discord. So mm-hmm. uh, I will occasionally use it on my laptop, but I almost always use it on my uh, uh, iPad. And, and the same, Discord is one of the places I look at stuff every night. I have... Uh, I don't know. I'm probably in um, 15 communities. Uh, some are really busy, mm-hmm. and some are randomly busy. And I'll I'll look through those. Um, you know, I don't look through everyone every night. Yeah. So uh, there's one that uh, that kind of um, talks about a lot of the the podcast and video stuff and i hit that several times a week there's some good information there they actually have a daily uh uh, video um on zoom that later gets posted to uh, their youtube channel Mm -hmm. so um um, i I listen to that and then uh, i do use uh, messages from from apple oh yeah a great deal easy to forget about that because it's just so kind of ubiquitous but yeah i I actually i would say i use that significantly more than discord (laughs) yeah so i i use that quite a bit um, and, and so those are, I guess, the primary ways I communicate on the iPad. Um, I do use Teams for work and primarily join from the iPad. And then if I need to share something, um, I will share that from um, my laptop. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the reasons I do that is because... You always do this dance on on Zoom and Teams, where there's this. Can everybody see my screen? Yeah, I don't have to worry about asking that. So so I share my screen, and then look to the right, and I can see what you all are seeing, and I can see if it's too small, and I'll go in and start pumping it up, without somebody saying, "Could you could you increase the the size of that a little bit?" Yeah, yeah. Although one thing I will mention for anyone listening to this. As someone who has managed Skype for business and then Teams for many years now, please, for the love of God, every time you share your screen, don't ask, 
can everyone see my screen? That's the dumbest thing you can do. Please don't do it. Instead, when you share your screen, say, I'm now sharing. Everyone should be able to see my screen. And if someone can't see your screen, they'll unmute and say something. Instead, you're like, can everyone see my screen? And then there's 10 seconds as everyone looks for the mute button. And then you have 17 people at once say some form of yes, at which point you don't know what any of them said. And you're like, wait, so is that a yes? You guys can see my screen? And then th it's just such a fucking mess. Like, please just change what you say. That's all. And rant. It's just, and, it kills me every time. And if you're going to rant, I'm going to rant and say, <laughs> um, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. So uh, if you're coming to a meeting and you know there's going to be a document review, don't show up and say, well, I'm on my phone and I can't really see the screen. If if you if you know that there's going to be a document review, yes. show up with your iPad, show up with your, your computer. Don't join on your little four or five inch phone screen and then ask questions because you can't see what's on the screen. Or, or even better is uh, when they join from their phone, but they're dialed in. And I'm like, the whole point of this meeting is to go over that document. I don't, why, why, why would you, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I agree. I agree. It just makes no sense. Yeah. And frequently it's, I'm driving down the road yeah. <laughs> and, and you had the meeting on their behalf right? to right. show them something. Yes. Yeah. That's, that was the entire point. You're like, all right, all right well. <laughs> I'm going to scratch that one off so that we can move on before we, uh, before we call names out yeah. <laughs> and, and have some of those career-limiting you know, moves. You know, we'll, have a, we'll have a secret episode titled The Microsoft Teams Chronicles. <laughs> we'll yeah. go over all those those uh, those video call faux pas. <laughs> so uh, um, I want to plant a little Easter egg here and see oh. if it uh, – Okay. You, you mentioned Twitter. Okay. And so another colleague of ours and I had a conversation this morning and and there and he said we should have we should write a sitcom for the things that this person says and so i said i i am i i feel like i could guess who that person is but okay and so let's not call it out and see if if any of our vast listeners can can figure out if we're talking about them <laughs> and so i said you know there was this book this twitter account that turned into a book that turned into a tv show that ended up starring will william shatner that was shit my dad says do you remember that yeah i do remember that and so i think as a shadow project you and i need to create a twitter account that we randomly post to that doesn't reference this person and it's a shit blank says yeah type site or, or type account and at some point there'll be enough stuff in there for us to write a sitcom <laughs> and a, a book. book and get a tv deal <laughs> you in i'm in yeah uh, absolutely so like, the, the second this episode's done i'm gonna start looking at some twitter accounts to see which uh make please. sure we can get one that's yeah it's not taken which I don't think it'll be taken. That would be kind of weird, but we'll see. Yeah. So, yeah. so we 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 got to do that, and then and then we don't tell anybody what the name <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And they got to find it. Yeah. So, so here's your Easter egg. If we're talking about you, She's... then you'll have to to scour Twitter, <laughs> and and pro tip, 
Neither of us are going to follow that I was just going to say, account. we can't follow it because that'll be a dead giveaway. Yeah. And the algorithm will recommend it and the whole nine yards. So, yeah, we, we will not follow it. But yep. This, and this is perfect because tomorrow's Easter. It is. Good Easter egg. Heck yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just, I was thinking that Super I'm like, in. I was like, John and Super I have a project. In, yeah. yeah. John and I have a project. <laughs> and, uh. And there's no lack of content. Oh, no. No, ab- absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's, uh, yeah. I, I also want to say that, like, half the content on the, um, the the former campaign Twitter account that we created for another colleague of ours was kind of sourced from the person that I think you're referencing. I am. Like, they generated a lot of the material that came from there. So, they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. So... Uh, productivity apps. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna continue to get derailed, and we uh, we're actually recording two podcasts today, two episodes of, of the same shade of difference podcast, uh, and uh, and so we have a special guest for the next one. So we want to be ready when he shows that's true. up. True, that's true. Also, like, I mean, I've I've no coffee, I've no beer. Like at the crack of noon, I'm gonna like. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go to the door behind you, Mark. If you're watching the video, I think I can just go straight through that window behind you. And there's going to be like a perfect John-shaped silhouette hair and everything like through the window to get beer. 29 minutes till <laughs> beer o'clock. Not that anyone's counting, but yes, 29 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So uh, productivity, where, where do you start? Uh, what's, what's maybe uh, an app you use from a productivity standpoint? Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I have probably fewer productivity apps than a lot of people just because I don't, I don't do a ton of um, pro- productivity-focused things on the iPad specifically. Uh, but to kind of tie into one of our other episodes or something we discussed in another episode, uh, WordPress. So I've been using the WordPress app a good bit to author a lot of my content um, in WordPress. I know when we talked about it the last time, uh, I had installed the app and made sure I could link it up okay, but I hadn't actually created like any posts or whatnot with it. So I've, I've hammered out quite a few posts now using the WordPress app. Um, works great. What's really awesome about it is that you can... Uh, you know, the app is generic enough that you can connect it to any WordPress instance. So that doesn't matter if you're running it against, you know, a WordPress.com account that you signed up for free or if you've got your own WordPress install or you have a hosted WordPress instance somewhere. Uh, mine's a hosted instance, for example. The app works the exact same for all of them. Um, and, you know, if, if you've installed the... Uh, like analytics plugin for WordPress. You can see all those there. I don't use that one. Um, I, I use uh, Cloudflare analytics on my site instead, but um, you can see all of your posts that you've got there. Uh, you can create new posts, author them in a very familiar UI as you would on on the website um, and then keep you know all your drafts. You can go in there and publish them, edit them, all that kind of good stuff. So um, that kind of combined with the keep the keyboard on the iPad has been uh, probably one of my main productivity points, I would say, on it. And I'm looking forward to that because uh, I, I alluded on our last podcast that I might have some free time. Yeah. And uh, officially now I will have some you free will. time coming up. So uh, I hope to get uh, both a, a Craft Brew Geek website up along with uh, another uh project that uh, that I have in mind and, and kind of been uh, planning for behind the scenes for a few months. So um, um, 
stay tuned, but but I think I can knock a couple of those out. Um, I do um, have a um, a uh, job I need to do a, a volunteer job. Uh, I built a, a spread or I built a website for a. Uh, uh, rodeo last year that was going to uh, raise money for a scholarship. Fund I remember this yeah. for a, a young man that uh, tragically died in a car wreck, but he was a big rodeo guy, and uh, the pandemic kind of squashed all that, and and so they are now uh, aiming for a uh, summer rodeo event, and so uh, they had a organization meeting a few days ago. And uh, so I was going to send them the uh, password to look at the site, and uh, the site had been dormant so long that oh, uh, right. it had been taken down. So I have to rebuild it wow, from scratch. Probably the only uh, Squarespace site that was dormant longer than Chris's. It was. Wow, it that's was. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, except theirs, they had a good reason they, for it. They had a reason. <laughs> Chris's was just that uh, he couldn't send uh, us any words. Yeah, yeah, it's a struggle. Uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll be curious your take on it. I, I said I, I do think that the app is really good. The Kind of the block editor they use for creating your content is pretty intuitive. Uh, the one thing that I ran into problems with that I cannot seem to do on the app that I do somewhat regularly when I create posts is um, while I can specify a code block in the post, um, so like if I'm going to put like a snippet of you know, a programming language or something in there, I can do a full code block and it'll keep the formatting and whatnot so it doesn't look all jacked up or anything. Um, I cannot do inline code. It's like a lot of times if I'm writing okay. a paragraph, you know, and I'll have uh, maybe like some uh, some shell commands or something, for example. When I put them in line, I'll, I'll make them inline codes so that they kind of stand out and pop a little more. And I've got my theme set up so that they change colors and that whole nine yards and, and look really cool, at least in my opinion. Um, I can't seem to do that on the app. I, I can only, uh, I can, you know, bold them or something like that to still make them stand out a little bit more. But uh, that's, that's been the one failing. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, being that I'll be on a fixed income soon, uh, I, uh, I uh, thought I would uh, try to, to kind of focus on the WordPress side. It's yeah. quite a bit cheaper. It and is. And for what Squarespace charges, while I'll still do that for people that, that need a website, um, I can build mine and they'll look just as nice on the on the other side and and uh, and I can probably get two and a half websites for what a Squarespace site costs from a annual. Yeah, from my perspective, yes. Given that the unusually pink site used to be on Squarespace, yeah, what what I'm paying now is about half. And um, at least for me, uh, some of the things on Squarespace that you don't even get with, I think that was like the professional plan pricing. Yep. And then there's like the business tier that's above that. Um, some of the things that I wanted to do that I couldn't with the professional pricing, like um, embedding script blocks, for example, which um, the main things I like to do with that are you can actually like embed tweets so that they show up like you would see them on Twitter, right? Or um, you can paste in code from GitHub the same way and it'll kind of embed it so it looks exactly like it would on GitHub. Uh, that was, you had to have a business plan on Squarespace to do that. WordPress, you can just do it. Um, it's a little buried in the UI to like figure out the exact way to do it. It's not buried in the ui that's that's not fair um it's unclear which kind of block you have to pick in the editor to do that uh, but once you figure it out it's super easy you just pick that one paste stuff in there and boom it it renders okay so um there's there's a lot of that you get a lot more control too over 
um, I mean, you can fully customize like the CSS and whatnot. Um, whereas you were kind of limited in Squarespace, you can toggle colors and that sort of thing. But a lot of the, like, I want to change like all my CSS. You, you can't really yeah, do. Yeah, you're very um, limited. So that's how I was able to take, for example, the new um, 2021 WordPress theme, since they do like an official WordPress theme every year. Um, I was able to take that, which looks pretty vanilla, and then kind of customize all of it so it, it had sort of that color theme that I wanted and that sort of thing. Yeah, and I like your site. Yeah, so. I honestly, I, I like it quite a bit too. It's um, if, if you've never seen it, it's based after the Dracula color theme that I use for all of my code editors and, and that sort of thing. It's, um, it's pretty cool. So um, actually, some fun facts. I haven't had a chance to look at it because I've been really busy um, playing that video game, but... Um, I have a post on my site about the Dracula theme and the guy who created the Dracula theme. It's like his like business now. He's it's free for like everything on the universe because it's literally just colors. Right. Uh, but he's got some sort of like premium offerings that he actually sells and it's become like a viable business for him. And he's created a uh, like web design framework based around that theme, uh, which is kind of neat. And uh, he actually shot me a DM on Twitter and asked if I wanted to be in the private preview of that. Oh, that's cool. super cool. Yep. Um, probably way above my pay grade from like a front end developer standpoint on the skill set required to like effectively use this. But I do plan to um, at least try messing around with it a little bit, see if I can create anything and, and give them any feedback. So um, if, if I make any progress on that front, I'll uh, be sure to share it. But absolutely uh, pretty, pretty neat. But that was the, the basis for the theme. So it's always cool when, um, when somebody reaches out and, and I'll tell you, somebody reached, reached out to, to me about uh, craft brew geek, That's cool. but I'm going to wait and, and send them some of our, our, stuff but uh, um what other um what other productivity apps would you say is is that it for you uh the the other big one that i use and i'm not going to include i mean i could throw in like proton mail just because you know email obviously is important for everyone um i do use proton mail on there it's it's a good app i guess it's not particularly standout it's not bad it's not great it's just kind of is um works well enough. Uh, but the other one that I make decent use of is actually the Fidelity app. Um, so I have a 401k with Fidelity, and then I also have an IRA with Fidelity, which um, if you're not familiar with investing, 401ks are pretty much hands-off. Money just comes out of your uh, paycheck uh, pre-tax, goes into it and the company just manages all the investments. You just look at it and see if the numbers go up and down, basically. Uh, the IRA, you have to be slightly more hands-on in that you, uh, at least the way I do it, I have every month like a certain amount of money comes out of my bank account and goes into it. And then it just sits there and it waits. You have to invest that money and you can pick stocks or mutual funds or whatever is available based on whoever your IRA is with. Um, so I do use that app to kind of stay on top of that and uh, look at it and usually like actually purchase things through it or whatnot. Um, usually I'll, I'll use the little stock ticker on uh, that, that sidebar in uh, the iPad OS. Right. And I'll usually wait until the markets like fall off a cliff one day. And then I'll be like, Ooh, I haven't invested in a while. How much uh, available cash do I have? And then I'll go find some stuff that seems promising to go buy and uh, 
rinse and repeat. So, and I'm doing the the same thing with a different company, and uh, yeah, right now I'm kind of in a holding pattern of like, uh, let's keep this as cash because there's going to be a market correction. Yeah, and uh, throw some stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I, I did have to uh, to hop in the other day. A, a big tech company uh, had their IPO two weeks ago. I think it was. And uh, I went and bought a couple shares of their stock. I uh, I won't mention it because if I did mention the company, given our popularity, I assume that would be kind of a no-no, like other people would want to jump on it. And then I'd have the SEC on my ass and I don't need that. So I'll, I'll refrain from saying which company. Your, your buddy Elon told you, gave you that advice. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he, he fails to heed that advice yeah, all day, every day. Yeah, I texted him the other day and was like, hey man, I felt like being a dumbass. So I'm going to do this. And he was like, oh, that's actually a really bad idea. And I was like, oh, no shit, man. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> he, uh, he, <laughs> he uh, he caused Bitcoin to go up a while back, and then they they uh, had bought in, and then I guess maybe he wanted more or something. So then you know two three four weeks later he's like, you know I think it could be overvalued right now at this, and so so the market fell like uh, ten thousand per coin or something like that, and and I was trying to uh, cash out and and buy a drone, and I was just like shit man. So I had to hold on to it for like another 30 days till the market bounced right. back to, to the levels I was willing to exit as, uh, from and, and do something with my money. As as this then coincided with uh, with Tesla saying, hey, from our website, you can now buy your car with Bitcoin. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not shady as all fuck after he was just tweeting about that. But OK. Yeah, yeah. He uh, <laughs> he he seems to run afoul of uh, of most of the uh, guidelines, rules, regulations, laws, and uh, and seems to be in trouble quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so a couple of things I use. I use um, I I like to take notes with the Apple Pencil. Oh yeah. I also like to pull in documents and mark them up, and so uh, I use Good Notes and Notability. And they're both the same type of app, same shade of difference, mm-hmm. even. And uh, um, there's no reason why I use one over the other. Um, a lot of times, if I'm going to scribble out some notes, I like the grid pad a little better on the uh, good notes. And so I will knock stuff out there. If I'm drawing something, kind of sketch noting, sometimes I'll start that in, in notability. And um, and it seems like if I'm going to mark up a PDF to send to somebody, I almost always do that in Notability. But they uh, they have slightly different interfaces, but they functionally are the same type of app and competitors. But I like them both, and I use them both interchangeably. And um, I, I use them quite a bit. I used them a ton more when we were sitting around tables in meetings um, than I do at home. But I still use them at home a decent amount. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and you always had the, um, yeah, I remember you would always mark things up on it. And then uh, there were a few meetings like in person back before we all left the office, uh, you know, where you would actually just like project the screen from your iPad, you know, connect it to like a, that TV that was down there and share it. Yep. Um, I have very fond memories of the day you were doing that and I maybe send a text message to Brandy to let her know after uh, 
after someone had texted you and the notification showed up on the screen, I was like, oh, man. So I, uh, I I texted our good friend Brandy and said, hey, Mark, sharing his screen, text him something embarrassing. And I, I think her message was, how's that explosive diarrhea going? And um, <laughs> alternating between the poop emoji and the like little explosion emoji, I think it was just like alternated back and forth maybe six or seven times. Yeah. So. And you were you were facing away from the screen, looking at us, and everyone just starts laughing, and you're like, "What?" And then you turned around and saw it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the 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 messaging there is you can't trust uh, the the boys in the office to uh, to not set oh, you one hundred percent. No, absolutely not. No. I mean, they'll do things like uh, put a fake uh, parking ticket on your car. <laughs> So uh, one awesome. other app that that I have been using, and it it has kind of a, a Kanban board sort of feel, is a Meister Task, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm still using that. I know you you got that as a recommendation from one of our team members yep. that he used it in a previous life, and uh, and I'm still using that, but I have I have uh, toyed with Notion. And a couple of other things. Notion's kind of a heavy lift for, for what I want to do. If, yeah. if you, if you're a coder and you want to tinker all the time, but if you just want to get stuff set up, um, and use it, I don't know. Notion just, I couldn't, I couldn't make it sticky for me. And then, uh, Todoist has rolled out. Um, I think they call them cards, but they're really a Kanban board sort of yeah. thing. And so uh, I have that on my list to maybe go back and take a look at that. I used to do this for years, probably four or five years, and was really happy, even had the premium account where it emailed you every morning to tell you what you hadn't done. That was a little demoralizing for yeah. us in the morning, <laughs> but uh, but it was helpful uh, on a number of uh, of ways so um so i use those and um is the uh is the ui for meister task basically the exact same as the web and desktop apps it is yeah because i've been uh so yeah i still i still use it i've not installed it on the ipad uh, i pretty much exclusively use it on my laptop but um it's, it's been good i've got like a I don't remember what they call them, boards maybe? Uh, and you can get like three boards for free, free. Yeah. and they, they sync up to the cloud. So there's a there's a web app, even if you just log in from your laptop or whatnot. But uh, so I have, I have two boards right now. I've got like my personal one that I use to track what I need to do. And then there's a shared one with my team. So I'll put things into the shared one that are just kind of open-ended items that, you know, either the guys on my team can can snag when they have a second that aren't like super high priority or whatnot. Um, and then they'll just move those into their own section to say like, hey, I got this one. And then, you know, just clear them out of there whenever they're done. Usually move them into like a finished section. So I see them there and then I'll just move them or delete them or whatnot if we don't need any kind of record. But it's it's been really, really good. It's been helpful. I, I end up though, to your point, I, I use Meister Task mostly on my laptop looking at a screen. Yeah, yeah. And like the bigger screen and and uh, and just the way I use it. Yeah, no, it, it, exactly. Because most of the things that I need to get done with Meister Task, like I need to be doing with my laptop anyway. Um, so that's just where I tend to look at it more. It's funny. I made a note of ProtonMail 
Um, I always look at my Proton Mail in the browser on my laptop. Interesting. Uh, I don't. I don't have it loaded on my phone or my iPad, and so um, I, I should remedy that. I have it. I mean, I have it on everything because it is my personal email account. I've right. moved everything over to that. I got my domain moved over to it. So, um, and I've because I nerd out. I've I've got it. It's got SPF, DCAM, the whole nine yards set up. Because you know why not? Um, I, I like my personal domain to have better email hygiene than like 90% of businesses out there. But, uh, but yeah, having it as my, my primary email, uh, I, I do have it everywhere. Um, although on the flip side, it is slightly annoying um, given that I almost need to have it everywhere, but I hate when I'm sitting at my apartment and like I get an email and maybe I'm, I'm on my laptop and I've got the web app open and then I get a notification from my laptop, and then I hear my phone ding, and then I hear both iPads ding, and I'm just like, okay, it's a little overkill. <laughs> yeah, but but using the the Apple Mail app, you get the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same any anywhere, no matter what, if you have the same mail client installed on all all of your devices. Yeah. My uh, I've got my stuff set up a little differently. I think once we finish this podcast, I'll ask you some questions about how they handle aliases Um, because it'd be a good idea for me to move mine off of of Google onto that. But uh, um, I'll ask you some questions about that. Sure. Any any other productivity apps that you had on your list you wanted to mention? Um, I don't think I had any other. Oh, there was one more productivity app. It's called... um, League of Legends Wild Rift, and you can get really productive styling on fools in the game. Um, that's about it, though. All right. For some reason, <laughs> that sounds like it's an anti-productivity <laughs> app. But, uh, but you know, I feel, I'm not going to quarrel with you on I, that. I, I, feel, uh, I feel better about myself if I convince myself otherwise. So. Sure, sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, if you can data mine and... Uh, do they have a exposed API where where you can uh, kind of look at some of your game statistics? Uh, you know, I never thought of this before, but they have to because there are tons of websites out there, at least for the main game. I don't know about for Wild Rift yet, uh, but where you can pull all kinds of metrics and stuff. So um, clearly it's a productivity. That. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, John, it's almost beer o'clock. Oh, it so, is. Eight, uh, eight minutes. And so I'm, I'm, I'm getting the shakes over here. Where can people find you? Yeah, people can find me at unusually.pink. That's the website that has the super awesome theme. Um, that the I, Dracula theme. The Dracula theme that I put together, a.k.a. stole. Um, it has uh, – my blog is there at the main page, and then there's an about link on every single page that uh, takes you to the about page. It has a little blurb about me, links to everywhere else that I am, Twitter, GitHub, a few of my other websites, uh, my Apple Music profile, all that good stuff. How about you? Where can people find you at? Craft Brew Geek. Craftbrewgeek.com will take you to my Instagram account. I'm on all the socials. And uh, maybe within the next 30 days or so, I will uh, no longer be uh, uh, working for the man and doing the the full-time thing, and uh, I'll get a uh, website up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what? Um, It's about time for beer, and I'm super distracted because I just got to say, Chris was taking his shirt off over there, and I just can't focus on anything anymore. He's got those big arms. Oh, my, the guns. We got free tickets to the show. All right. (laughs) 
right. I'll see you next time, John. <laughs> Have a good one.